Last week on Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen, we gave you our reasons for leaving the Roman Catholic Church after 59 years. And this week, you're going to find out where we ended up and why. Pete and Maureen, Mixing It Up podcast is next. Well, hi. I'm Pete. And I'm Maureen. And we are a married couple. We're married over 40 years. And every week we bring you the Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen podcast. We call it that because every week we sit down in our dining room with a couple of drinks and we talk about whatever it is that's on our mind. Sometimes it's something serious. Sometimes it's something whimsical. Sometimes we pull it off the top of our heads, or... Sometimes we pull it out of somewhere else. But we always want it to be informative and fun, and so come on in and hang out with us for a little while. This week, we are continuing our discussion of uh, our departure from the Roman Catholic Church, and specifically, how we got to where we are now. Exactly. You might be surprised, as we were, to learn that... Catholic and Roman Catholic are not synonyms for each other. No, the Roman Catholic Church does not have a trademark or a patent or a hold on the word Catholic. They kind of intimate that they do, but at the end of the day, they don't. Catholic really is just another term for universal, and any church can call itself a Catholic church. Right. And so, that being the case of we ended up doing a little research, and we ended up at the American National Catholic Church. Now, this is an independent Catholic church apart from Rome, but it's still Catholic in all the ways that you would expect it to be with the theology and the sacraments and the liturgy. All remain the same, but we will tell you about some of the differences in a few minutes. Um, this is not a new concept, believe it or not. We, uh, again, Never having heard this before, we we did a little research. Found out that actually in the very earliest days of the church, they all, the, the communities organized around their local area in, and included local customs. And every church was not necessarily identical and in lockstep with Rome. So th- this is not, not something new, even though we like to think of ourselves as a bit of renegade, but uh, it, it's something uh, that really has a, a basis in history. Yes, we have no ties to the Vatican whatsoever. And while we respect the Pope, we do not see him as our leader and we do not accept the Pope uh, having infallibility. We don't have a bunch of cardinals and all of this hierarchy we have one bishop who is the presiding bishop who oversees the entire American National Catholic Church, and his name is George Lucy. Right. And he was, he's the, uh, the bishop, and he's also our pastor at St. Francis of Assisi American National Catholic Church in Glen Ridge, where we worship. Right. That is the name of our church, <laughs> and it is sort of like under the umbrella of the American National Catholic Church, of which I think there are 13 now across the United States, St. Francis being one of them. So, what makes the ANCC different? I, I told you that we, you know, we have the same seven sacraments, we have the same liturgy, we have the same theology. So what, what's the big deal? What, what, what makes this stand apart? 
one of the things that uh, we have found is that although we, we have all seven sacraments that you were brought up with, the difference is that ladies, you can receive all seven sacraments. You can receive holy orders. Yes, we ordain women. We have found that the theology behind that is that if God selected Mary, a human, to be the bearer of Christ, there's no reason why a woman should be left out of the po- of the possibility of uh, incarnating Christ in the Eucharist. It only makes sense. It does. If, if a woman was good enough to bear the Christ child, she's good enough to be a priestess. Exactly. So... Do you want to go on with another one? Yeah, I think another important thing is, how many times have you heard people say, I wish I didn't have to go to confession? You know, nobody likes confession. Whether you do it anonymously, whether you do it face-to-face, and I've done both, nobody likes it. And I can tell you many times Maureen and I have heard people say, why do I have to tell my sins to another human being? God knows what I did. Exactly. And that is correct. He does. If he doesn't, he's not God. So in the ANCC, we ask that question. Why, why do people have to go and confess to a priest? Now, if you really want to go to confession, any of our priests will be happy to do that with you. But it's not required. Because at the beginning of the Mass, we have this thing called the penitential rite. And very often at the beginning, and you're the expert on liturgy, Maureen, so correct me (laughs) if I go off the track here. Uh, At the beginning of the Mass, you have a penitential rite. And there's that prayer that we recite called the Confidior. I confess to Almighty God, blah, blah, blah. And at that point, there's your confession. You've made your confession before God and before the community. And yet, you didn't have to say what you did and how many times you did it and humiliate yourself. You're just saying before God and before the community, hey, I screwed up. I screwed up in a lot of ways. Things that I thought, things that I did, things that I should have done and didn't do. Boom, you're covered. Exactly. And then the priest will say the words of absolution absolution, and boom, clean slate for you. And you feel that you can now go up to communion with a clean slate. And, and this start, is done every week. And we do it every week. It's because, beautiful. Because our God is the God of second and third and five and 10,000 chances. Exactly. And every week you have this wonderful penitential rite where we confess basically to one another without spilling all of your dirty laundry and you're forgiven. And you know what? We go back and we try it again next week. Because we're human yeah. and God loves you and God will forgive you. Um, another thing that makes us different is that our priests are allowed to marry. And they also are allowed to marry uh, same-sex or uh, mm-hmm. whatever, straight uh, yeah. marriages. Yeah, we, we, have, we have priests in our church uh, that are mar- male priests that are married to other men. And we have male priests that are married to women. And we have single priests. And we have single priests. And it is not an issue in this church, and this church will also perform same-sex marriages. What? What did I just hear? A Catholic church performing a same-sex marriage? Yes, in the ANCC, we are very happy to do it. In fact, Maureen and I 
participated in a same-sex wedding the day after the United States Supreme Court gave its imprimatur on same-sex marriage. And that was a beautiful wedding. Beautiful, One of the nicest ones I've been to. Really, really good. And, uh, you know, also, while we're on the marriage ceremony, um, I know a lot of young couples, they... While they want a church-sanctioned marriage, perhaps it was always their dream to get married at sunset by the lake or, uh, you know, beautiful out in the woods or communing with nature or or in some special spot that is not a church. Well, the Roman Catholic Church will not perform a ceremony outside of a bona fide church. Yeah. We will. Yeah, we will. Well, if you know, if you want to get married, you know, in the park or Niagara Falls or whatever, <laughs> you know, we will see to it that it gets done for you. So you can have that dream location for that very special day and the church will not stand in your way. Exactly. We have a lot of young couples that are coming to the ANCC to get married because we don't throw a lot of crap in their path. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, you meet with the priest, uh, you, you know, you, you undergo some marriage prep because, I mean, that, that we want the best chance for your marriage to succeed. So, uh, you know, it makes sense that you would have a little bit of counseling or, you know, communication from the church between the church and yourself but we don't throw in you know well you got to do pre-cana and you got to do this Go and to you got classes do that. And, yeah. none of that um another difference is uh in our liturgy we use what they call the novus order now what the heck yeah, is what that is i mean you know order? it's the let's put it this way it's the language that you liked those of you that have been in the catholic church and have like a few years back when they changed everything with the consubstantial and changing from also with you and with your spirit and the prayers all changed and when all that happened and nobody liked it and nobody liked it. everybody was like well what was wrong with the language that we had before so we do the language we had before if you have you know the lord be with you the response is and and also also with with you you. doesn't that make sense (laughs) Doesn't that make a lot more sense? So we use the Novus Ordo, so the language that you have loved and have been comfortable with all these years, we still use it. Exactly. Uh, And another important thing is that everybody, and I mean everybody, is welcome at the table. We don't invite you to come to our liturgy, to come to our ceremony, and sit there and watch us eat. Yeah. When, if, when the Eucharist is prepared... And everybody the, comes to the table. If you're an LGBTQ Catholic, we don't care. That's not a problem. If you're divorced, it doesn't not matter. Not a problem. We, we don't put up all of these stupid barriers... Exactly. ...that Rome put up to stand between you and God. God, you know, Bishop George always says that God has this crazy, extravagant love for us. So why, why would any institution want to put up all of these barriers between God and his people? It's not right. And so in the ANCC, that is one of the things that we addressed on day one. And there is nothing that is going to separate you from coming up and receiving communion. So that, that in a nutshell, is are some of the things that you would find different coming to an ANCC uh, parish. 
But how did we ever find out about this? I mean, this this is kind of, I, uh, you know, it's a as, funny story. As much as we'd like, you know, to 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 have the church grow and to be out there, and we we're trying to uh, get the word out about the ANCC. It's still a pretty well kept secret, it's a pretty unfortunately. Well kept secret, yeah, I agree. And uh, you and know, had only, we not gotten this, we got a letter, email letter we, from somebody that we used to sing with we sang with for many years Mm -hmm. and uh, he is still very much involved in the roman catholic church and with no disrespect believe me no i refer to him as a kool-aid drinking catholic and by that i means he buys it all he agrees with everything that they say everything that they do rome said it i believe it boom and you know and i want to stress it works for him it works for him he finds god he finds his spirituality that way and that's fine yeah we are not in the business of trying to raid churches or anything like that but we are just trying to put the word out there that if you're not happy there there is is an alternative for you to go and we get this letter from him and he sent it out to a bunch of us and it says Beware of this church. This is a false church. They are not in communion with Rome, and they are preaching false doctrine. They are preaching that it's okay to have same-sex marriage, and it is okay to have women priests, and this will never be okay. Avoid this church. And we look at the letter, and it says... American National Catholic Church. Well, the heavens open, <laughs> and Pete and Maureen said, "Where do we sign up?" Well, it wasn't quite as luck, you know, as quickly as that. If you remember right, back at that time, we first first step was we looked online. Second step was we went up to St. Francis in Glenridge and experienced a liturgy. And then, well, I played the wrong sound effect. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> I should not have played that. Well, which one were you going to I play? I meant this one. <laughs> That's when the sky yep. opened up. <laughs> Once again. And uh, we, you know, we... we, we <laughs> one of these days I'm going to learn how to work this thing. Oh, gosh. So anyway, we, we at that time, we were going to St. Francis... But I worked in the Roman Catholic Church as a parish secretary, and uh, so we and we were still involved in a music ministry in our Roman Catholic Church. So we were we had our feet in both worlds for yeah a f- yeah. few months or so. And then another pro- providential now yes. thing happened. <laughs> Maureen and I were part of a, a praise band in our old Roman Catholic Church. They brought in a new music director, and from the day that she arrived, it was strife with Mm -hmm. her and the members of the band. We did not see eye to eye, and then one day she just canned the whole bunch of us. Just, you you guys are done. Exactly. And Pete and I were like, now what? Yeah, where do we go? We we sing. You know, Maureen plays guitar and sings, I sing, and... The, the, what do I we mean, do now? We feel like this is our God's gift to us that we owe it to give back. And now we, we, we the rug has been swept out from under us. What do we do? Well, this was like a Monday. We get the word that our praise band was done. Yeah. Wednesday. 
get a phone call. Hey, Maureen, it's Bishop George. Oh, hi, Bishop. What's going on? I was thinking, you and Pete sing, and you play guitar. How'd you like to be music music ministers at a new parish that I'm thinking of opening up, up in Verona, St. Clair's? Oh, okay, Bishop. Uh, when would you like us to start? How about Saturday? Yeah, how about Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> And like jerks, we said, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, fine, we'll, we'll be there. And uh, the Verona thing, unfortunately, didn't work out. Right. I mean, it, uh, it, it, it lasts. How long did that last? I don't think it was a full year, was it? I think maybe about a year. And then it, 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 it just didn't work out. I think we were in the, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And just as that was happening, uh, our friend who was doing the music at St. Francis, where we are now, left. Right. And we were actually sort of his backup, too, for a while. We were doing the church in Verona, and we were backing him off, backing him up when he wanted a day off. And uh, then he left. And the Verona thing disappeared. And next thing you know, we're the music ministry at St. Francis in Glen Ridge. And that's what we've been doing now for, I guess, what, five of the last six no, years? at least six years, yeah. if not more. It, it might even be going on seven now. I'm kind of losing track. So that's kind of how we got there. It was just... Almost providential, the way that these things fell into place. I mean, looking, looking back place. now, I mean, I know it sounds corny, and you, you might say I'm, I'm not thinking right, but to me, it's almost, it's like the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I don't want to be, like, too religious, but it was kind of like, we didn't know what we are going to do. Suddenly, a door opened up. Yeah, yeah, one you door know, closed, and, another door and opened. And they say that all the time, and I, it may sound a little corny and trite, but... It happened, you know, that's yeah. the way it happened for us. So what do we like about being in the American National Catholic Church and being at St. Francis in Glen Ridge? I think one of the things that really appeals to us is the, the informality. And I think a lot of visitors uh, might even be surprised because we address our bishop, George Lucy, as George. And in the Roman Church, of course, you were expected to call the bishop your your grace, your excellency. Uh, you know, they're very title happy mm -hmm. in in Rome, and you have to address them. They they take quite literally that they are princes of the church, and they take all that stuff very literally. In the ANCC, we call our bishop George. And he and we're not doing it to be disre we're not disrespecting him. He no. calls himself George. If you come to a to St. Francis, chances are you're going to be met at the door, and George is going to be there, and he's like, "Hi, Hi I'm, I'm George." George. <laughs> so you know we call him George. Sometimes I call him BG for Bishop George or Big Guy, uh, <laughs> or I call him my my is that my favorite bishop. Uh, but we love him. He's a great guy, and we we have Father Gidi, whom we just we call Gidi. Yeah, it's it's a very name, informal. It makes sense. It's a very <laughs> informal place, uh, so that is one of the things that we like. The other thing that struck us was what a caring community this is. They put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, I mean, caring is not lip service at St. Francis. Absolutely not. Um, aside from all the the uh, 
social justice kind of places that they're in nursing homes. They visit Alzheimer's units. They visit the prison with the ICE detainees. Uh, they we, reach out we, to... We've been reaching out to the southern border southern to, to border, help people uh, down there. To, we've been reaching out to help people uh, who are trying to uh, emigrate to the United States that are having problems. We've done a reach out in there. There's a lot food, going on. Food pantry. Food pantry. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's community in action. And we recently had someone who needed medical equipment. Right. Um, I'm not quite sure how we found even found out about it, but they reached out to Bishop George and the ANCC. It was a person who did not have health insurance and desperately needed um, oxygen, oxygen uh, yeah. equipment. And th- thankfully, St. Francis had the means, and they provided it for them. And you may recall, too, uh, Maureen, when your sister passed. Oh, that that was unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's hard enough to lose your sister. But we're at, at the funeral, at the wake. And first of all, in comes Father GD. Father GD. And then Father Pat Kane. Right. Who is now of, deceased of sainted, himself. Of a sainted memory, blessed memory. And Bishop George. And they all came in of their own volition it wasn't like they all came into they came and each one of them came up gave them their condolences and it wasn't just like oh you know so sorry for your loss no it was no, it Pat, was heart father pat kane pulled us aside and he looked at us and he said you guys are family i hope you understand that and whatever you guys need we're going to we're going to do it. He was and I'm not BSing you guys. I'm not this is And this. that's the way Father Pat talked yeah. too. He didn't say BS by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, what whatever you guys need, we're going to do it. This is your family and we take care of family. And at St. Francis, we do. That we found that to be very very true. And it wasn't the only time that we saw this. Uh, I remember the time that you had uh, fainted. Exactly. That was, you know, it was a traumatic experience. It was Good Friday. Um, we got called last minute to come in and pitch hit and do the music because uh, the person that was scheduled Couldn't. was sick. Yeah. And this meant that Pete was, Pete was working on Good Friday, and it meant him getting out of work, coming, picking me up, zooming up to the church to get there by three o'clock right and none of us had eaten yet and we hadn't eaten um the the church was stuffy from the night before with the incense and the 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 holy thursday stuff i had a heavy sweater on there was no ventilation it was the perfect storm and i ended up fainting yeah right in the middle of the service and as maureen went down and you know i i realized that there was something wrong because i looked at you Mm -hmm. and i saw you kind of like space out and i saw you start listening to port (laughs) and i was like wow something's about to happen here and all of a sudden boom down you go and somebody caught you as you were as you were um, falling somebody reached out delucio uh karen karen delucio uh reached out and guided you to the floor and she saved my guitar. And saved your guitar. <laughs> and, and, God you know, bless and, her. And as Maureen is passing out cold, she's going, 
get the guitar. <laughs> no, no, actually, you didn't say a word. You just went, boom. Down, I didn't even know I did it. Down you went. Yeah, because you, when you finally woke up after a minute or so, I you were like, probably like 10 seconds what, what, or something. What was it? It seemed like a long time when you were down there on the ground, I'll tell you that. Um, and you were like, what happened? Well, obviously, you're sitting on the ground here, so what, we're not sitting around here singing Kumbaya. I think you fainted. <laughs> and even then, uh, we were supposed to do Easter Sunday Mass, and the doctors said, no, you're not. You, you know, you had kind of a traumatic event, you passed out, you need to stay home and rest. And we went to Bishop George and said, listen, we're Maureen can't can't play Sunday, and we were we were humiliated, we were embarrassed, we were humiliated. Uh, we made a commitment to be there, and the most important day of most the year, important you know. day in the church. And Bishop George says, "It's all right. We'll handle it. We'll take. We'll, we'll play CDs if we have. We'll do what we got to do. You guys have to. Maureen has to focus on on getting well." And, and then he's like, and, "And what are you guys going to do about Easter Sunday dinner?" And I was like, oh, I don't know, order Chinese. I don't, you know. Um, so, you know, we didn't. Say, he didn't say anything further at that point. Mm. Well, Easter Sunday, he calls up and he's like, "You guys home? Yeah, of course we're home. I'm coming over." So he comes. He and Pat, Father Pat Father came, and uh, they brought me communion, and they also brought us two plates from Bishop George's dinner table with uh, the food that his partner Bill uh, cooked so oh, wonderfully. Bill some <laughs> cook, folks. And he brought, you know, ham and potatoes yeah. and all the vegetables. And desserts. And, and dessert. a whole pie just yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, I, I, I said to many people when I tell this story, it's like, you know, where in the Roman Catholic Church would your bishop be coming to your t your house with home cooked food on a plate for you? I never thought John J. Myers would do that. Uh, I don't think so, that, unless yeah. you had a check for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry. And our bishop shows up with Father Pat, and it it was just it was an astounding thing. It and was. It was just. I will it, never forget it, and I will hold that. it in my heart forever, ever, ever. That uh, you know they they came out and they they took care of us and it at St. Francis yeah you do matter and we are a family and if there's a problem yeah somebody is going to reach out and and help you and case in point even today at yeah. our mass you know uh, did you pass out again and I missed it <laughs> no <laughs> but uh, you know uh, we were doing announcements and whatever. And somebody mentions, oh, you know, today is Mary's birthday. People know this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. all the whole congregation burst out in singing happy birthday to Mary Boehner. Yeah. There, it's, it was no violation of protocol. It's just, it's very spontaneous. Yes. ANCC St. Francis is very spontaneous. Uh, so don't be surprised if they're singing a happy birthday uh they like it's a good singing parish. Oh, they are, they're the, probably the best singing parish I've ever been in. If you are a church musician, if you're a cantor, and you have a parish that sings where where you don't have to be the main attraction, you're just there to encourage them to participate. 
uh, and kind of help them along. That's what it's really all about. Uh, If you have a good singing parish and you're a music minister, you're blessed. Absolutely. You are blessed. And we have got a real singing parish over there. And they clapped. And they're learning to clap on the twos and fours. I don't know what it is about we Catholics, but we can't clap for crap. We (laughs) can't clap for for crap. crap. And, (laughs) you know, it's always on the twos and fours, usually. (laughs) And you'll have people that clap on the ones and the threes. So instead of getting you get But you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. We are so overjoyed that we're they overjoyed are just to have people participating and participating and being and part feeling of it. and feeling moved enough to do that. Yeah. You know, that that's that's a blessing. Yeah. If the and it's not a blessing a for off, us, it's a blessing to God. If the clapping's a little off, nobody died. Yeah. Nobody yeah. died. And uh, that's that's wonderful. And another thing that we like about the ANCC that you don't see in a lot of places is our priests and cler- all of our clergy have jobs in the real world. That's right. They don't live in a rectory. And if you've seen some rectories, some of them are pretty darn nice. I mean, where they have cooks and laundresses and maids, maids and, <laughs> and it's not right. I'm sorry, it's not right. And, of course, priests uh, receive a stipend. In the American National Catholic Church, we do not pay our priests. They do not receive a stipend. Well, some of them receive a small stipend. A small, small. small, But, you know, like, just to help defray some of the costs of doing business, like, you Um, know, but not... Not like the, the Catholic Church, they, they draw a salary. Yeah. And they live in their own home, their own home, their own apartment. Uh, they don't live in a fancy rectory. They don't have maid service. They don't have cooks. They don't have laundresses. They have jobs in the real world. Bishop And George, they have bills and headaches just like just we like do. Just like we do. And some of them have kids. And that means they have even big, bigger headaches. And uh, some of them even have teenagers. <laughs> Whoa! But uh, Bishop George is a clinical psychologist, I think. Mm-hmm. George, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, Father Judy is an IT guy. Right. We have uh, Pat Kane was a teacher. Was a teacher. We have uh, Father Paul is a realtor. Um, we have uh, one of our priests uh, whose name is eluding me right now. Uh, down south, he used to be a police officer. Right, uh, Jason. Jason Lodi. Father Jason Lodi was a uh, police officer. I mean, so, I mean, it, it covers the gamut. Uh, they've come from all different walks of yeah. life, and, and there's many more. I'm not I'm not slighting anybody, but we just don't know everybody's uh And the thing history. is, they get it. They understand what it means to go out and have to earn a buck and raise a family, and, and they, they, they can relate to you. Exactly, and you can relate to them. Yeah. I remember uh, a few years back, uh, Father Joe Cece was with us in... Uh, one of the, the the masses that we were at. And we were saying how weird it felt because we were just at that point becoming empty nesters. Our last kid was moving out. And while we weren't like super upset, we were happy that they were being the independent. last kid moved out. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> and we, you know, we were just talking to him one-on-one, you know, saying how, how you know, it's, it's a weird feeling to, 
to be yeah. just us. And he's like, it'll be weird for a few weeks. He says, and then the next thing you know, you're going to find all the wonderful things that you can do now that you're not hampered by having the kids home. I can finally walk around the house in my undies. Well, <laughs> that wasn't on the top of my list, Pete. <laughs> on the top of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of an answer that only another parent would have. Yeah. You know, if it I I can see having this conversation with some other priests that were not, you know, not out in the real world and they would give you the oh, well, you know, it's the way of life, circle of life. Life moves on. Oh, your child, you know, it's it's, it's a wonderful thing. God will bless you for and, it. Yeah. And this was like yeah, you know, you're going to be glad you kicked them out after yeah, a while. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. So these are some of the many reasons why we love the ANCC and St. Francis as much as we do. Now, and, you know, as soon as we wrap this up, we're going to yeah. think of 10 more. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? If we need to, we'll do another podcast on it. Uh, we want to give you some information. If you would like to learn more about the American National Catholic Church, we have a national website which is the ANCC.org. We have a local website for our parish, which is St. Francis NJ, and it's ST, stfrancisnj.org. Our church is located in the chapel of Glenridge Cong Congregational Church on, what is the street? Rid Ridgewood. Ridgewood Avenue, Avenue, right off Ridgewood Avenue. I was going to say, as soon as the microphones are off, it'll it'll come right, to you right. like that. It's right off Ridgewood Avenue in Glenridge. You just look for uh, Glenridge Congregational. It's huge. And we're off to the side in... On the side street. I'm not sure what In the chapel. Is it Clark Street or something? I, I, don't, yeah. even, I don't even want to get... Uh, we usually give the address as yeah, Ridgewood Avenue. Yeah, Ridgewood Avenue. But you'll find it. And when you get over to where our chapel is, you'll see the sign outside that says St. Saint Francis of Assisi worships here. worships here. And you can also write to us, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, but be kind. I, you know, I'm surprised because uh, last week's show was on our decision to leave the Roman Catholic Church, and I really did not pull any punches, as I normally don't. And it's only been a few days, but so far nobody has come out to beat up on us yet. Yes. Of course, the month is young. <laughs> I know. The month is young. It's only been but out a day or so. You know so. what? We're thick-skinned, and uh, we want to hear from you, good, bad, or indifferent, and you can reach us at Pete and Maureen Podcast at yahoo.com. That's Pete and Maureen podcast at yahoo.com. And uh, we would really love to hear from you. We would. So I think that's it. Wow. <laughs> We're going to finish up our drinks here. And we'll be back next week with another Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen podcast right here. So as always, we want to say uh, goodbye. And thanks for listening. <laughs>